welcome to Interscription. It's a week of discovery here on the Interscription pod, full of learnings on the inner workings of our political systems in the United States, Sintra, and Nilfgaard. I finally crack into Star Trek Discovery, and a week of completed seasons of shows are discussed, culminating in a pinky promise to watch the Barbie movie before we reconvene. Thanks for staying on this road with us. There we go. Mm. All right. Coming in hot, we are forsaking our iPhones and our Windows machines and swapping everything around based on just an unfettered amount of misery. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good, good time to record. Mm-hmm. It shall be a bizarro week, I think. Yeah, I wanted to come live because I just remembered that Epic Games offers free games like free every games. month is kind of one of their big um, things. And I heard really good things about Loop Hero and that's free right now and went to look at it and goodness, this is an ugly game. Yeah. I, I do find it funny that when you click on the Epic Games thing, it comes out and says Loop Hero contains content that is unrated. It may not be appropriate for all ages. And then you just see the Because they can't make it out like, without squinting. They don't know. They're just trying to be safe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Is I don't that... know. Is it a sword? I'm yep. not sure. <laughs> could be it could be porn. We don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't may, I mean, I guess maybe it'll be cool. I, I couldn't get into Loot River either, which similarly looked like a really great game that is very, very ugly. Yeah, I think this is significantly uglier, but uh but I hear the loop here is is pretty good. Um so, you know, I guess we'll have to find out. I mean, it's tough when you have like Ratchet and Clank, you know, which is, you know, kind of one of the standards bearers for, you know, eye searingly beautiful, you know, renderings, cartoonish uh, side, of course, like, uh, and then you have Loop Hero that's, uh, you know, I'm sorry to disparage on the on the poor game that I haven't really played and, <laughs> and, and have just seen a couple videos and screenshots, but right at the top yikes. of the show, dude, we are coming for it. Mm, that's it. Uh, I mean, that is, but we have like I'm almost done with Somerville, and that's not a super graphically intense game, but it's an artistic game, right? Sure. And mm. Ori is a beautiful game. That's a Metroidvania side scroller. Um, Hades is also very attractive, and Bastion and everything else that that team put out like all have good art styles. So I- I've beat this drum before. There's there's really no excuse like and this is almost um inscription levels of bad like when you got into mm-hmm. that and you hit that point where it was like so 8-bit that our opinions just swapped yeah. like entirely from uh me being an 8-bit hater and you kind of seeing the artistic value to going on to the world of why the fuck are we doing this and man uh, loop here is bringing me right back there so I look forward to playing it and reviewing it for next week. Can't wait. 10 out of 10. But the I, I, I feel as though there are times when it still does work. I, I have, I think, in these discussions talked about uh, Dead Cells as, as one. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that, you know, are kind of cool eight to 16 bit standards bearers of things that, you know, still have a really good, you know, vibe and really good feel. 
but oof, like some of these are so grimy it's tough to tough to to to, to parse what they're trying to do you know I, it is i mean i don't know they there's the, wrapping it in the 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 auspices of this is an indie game i think is is starting to get a little long in the tooth sometimes because sometimes it's a, it's a bit too much it's it's a bit too a bridge too far this feels like that i i We'll happily kind of get into there. I guess Norco was another one where you you kind of had to bow out. You really didn't, you know, get vibe on the aesthetic there either. And um, you know, it's tough. I, I I think I think that there's an art there, right? It's kind of like uh, the chiptune stuff, right? Isn't that? I think it's a good place. And both explicitly and implicitly, it's like a similar argument. Like there are incredible chiptune things that have been wrought like that is, that is music, right. With that very crunchy ass sound. Um, but also that doesn't just magically make it good because it's chiptune, right? Like there, if you are not composing good music, then it doesn't matter what you did with it. Right. Like it doesn't matter the production values either. Um, so I don't know, Wade being obscured there seems a little, um, sometimes, you know, I get it. I mean, listen, not everybody's going to be able to make a ratchet and clank. I know that's a, you know, 200 person studio, you know, multi-million dollar backed game, but you know, yeesh with this. It, it, and it doesn't, doesn't have to be right. I mean, I'm looking at the wandering village too, was taking that for spin, which is kind of like an interesting civ uh, fan, single player wet dream in some ways. Mm-hmm. And that's got so, several parts of it that are pretty low res and not like jaw dropping in graphics. And it's a little mm-hmm. more semi, uh, and, you know, I could argue, you know, well, you know, we've got city skylines and these gorgeous city builders that, you know, really just beat the pants off it. But that one doesn't bother me. Like, that is really just picking an art style and rolling with it. And, you know, one of the things, like, I'm looking at this uh, loop here, where it's really bad is where you're pixelating your text. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, mm-hmm. like, if it's an art style, that's cool, but... um you know, there are a couple of card games that are kind of like 8-bitty like that. And Inscription, you know, really brought this out too, where like you can't even fucking read the cards because you're so overwrought in like down-resing it. And it's like you actually applying like a bit crusher audio effect to everything to just up the distortion. So everything's real crunchy and you can't distinguish individual notes anymore. And I don't know, like it's bullshit because it doesn't seem like it's driving toward a purpose. Mm-hmm. and when it's driving toward a purpose that's fine like use whatever style you think makes a lot of sense i think um binding of isaac uses 8 bit mm-hmm. very intentionally and mm-hmm. uses a color scheme and uses it to have very tight controls for a game that i have no interest in actually trying to beat mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like they're executing on what they're trying to do and so there the 8 bitness of it isn't as bothersome Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, Super Meepoy, another great example there. Yep, uh, yeah. also great. And Fez uh, was uh, one where they like really like, especially when they like pulled it into like three D and really mm-hmm. fucking played with it. Like they cared about the art style to where it made sense. And I don't know. I think too often it's like a crunch. Like I want to make a game. I'm not really great with graphics. I'm going to make everything eight bit so I don't have to justify my graphics. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, cool man. All yeah. good. Um, so, how are you? I am equally grumpy, so good. I'm ready to tackle, tackle anything that you want to tackle. I'm um, gonna kick those damn kids off my lawn today. Uh, I uh, 
uh, yeah, last night, I don't know what it was last night. I woke up, I had gotten to bed midnight-ish or so, which um, trying to get a little earlier. I've found myself, you know, pushing later and later and uh, whether it's work or, you know, trying to catch up on a TV show or a game or something, I've been pushing later and later. And that's not great because it's pushing my mornings, you know, a little bit too, too wonky. So I've been trying to be earlier, you know, into that 1130, 12 time frame is better. It seems to set up my mornings better. And so I generally did that for last night. And I woke up at like 2 a.m. in just a panic. I don't know what was going on, but I was not happy with whatever was going on when I was sleeping. I must have had a terrible dream, so terrible that I don't remember what it was. And I just wasn't in a good way. I got up and I came, sat down on my PC, which, you know, got a whole bunch of blue light into my eyes so that I could just get myself off of whatever the ride was. Like I just needed to be up. Uh, just did not feel great and was not, not, uh, not in a good way. So uh, I don't know what it was, but it, it was, uh, it was not fun. Um, so I, uh, ended up researching and finding out that there was a show that came out, um, in the somewhat early aughts. Uh, it's actually on Netflix. Uh, uh, also, I don't think that's where it came out. I think it was on somewhere else. It's also on some of the fast, uh, services as well, like Tubi and that, but, um, called the legend of Bruce Lee. And there's like 50 episodes of it. And there were all these martial artists that came through to kind of be part of it. And I looks as low budget as you would think something called the legend of Bruce Lee that nobody heard about would look. And I'm like kind of mad that I never saw it. And so I I will probably uh, have a running weekly review of that once I get around (laughs) to watching it. Uh, But I thought it was kind of crazy. I was, uh, I started falling down some of the uh, rabbit hole of looking at some things I want uh, my boys to watch, you know, I, I was pulling, uh, pulling up some lists of, uh, some Jackie Chan movies. I want them to be able to see, cause those are pretty, you know, family fair ish, you know, so I can, I can kind of get them, uh, you know, to, to, to vibe on some of that. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was just insane, man. Like I was, I don't know, it was like not good. So I didn't get back down to like three thirty or four and then, uh, my oldest had uh, summer camp today and tomorrow um, at uh, uh, Wilkes University here. Um, hmm. uh, got to do like a engineering program thing, and um, so uh, but he had to be there at you know uh, un- unfortunately much earlier than I really wanted my morning start. So uh, yeah, I um, had to have him there, you know, and, and checked in by nine, I think it was. So uh, anyway, awful, awful uh, night of sleep, and uh, I am uh, um, fighting uh, with all of the powers of coffee to and keep my myself nice and upright and here and and uh engaged with our audience engaged with technology engaged with the world yeah coffee is really good for that uh, mm-hmm. you know staving off existential dread uh, i'm i'm going to advance the possibility that it was the very concept of the barbie movie coming for your masculine identity that I'm sh- uh, woke you up in a sweat at night um, it seems yeah. like that. Yeah. Anytime somebody tries to pull at my patriarchy and take it away from me, I, I get real, I get real grabby and want to want to grab it back. So I'm sure that was that's it. it. So, yeah. So that's a movie that I did not see, but uh, my wife and daughter went with a bunch of uh, my daughter's friends and their moms, and they just had a big pink party to go see it. And uh, so I actually very much want to watch it surreptitiously and I'm not going to the theaters to see that uh, at any point Um, because it sounds from what I've read that it's uh, 
terrible um, in terms of, you know, toxic masculinity and, you know, attacking male identity in general. Uh, But from what my wife and daughter told me, this is the universe that Barbie lives in, is that Barbies have all the jobs. They're the Mm -hmm. lawyers, they're the doctors, they're the president, they're the accountants. And Ken, his job is beach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And I'm really, really fucking struggling to see why this is bad. Like, that sounds great. I think we've talked about having our job be beach uh, many times. And I would. Can there be dog with beach? I would like dog with beach. Maybe guitar. I I feel like Ken is more of a horse guy, but like we can send some notes uh, once the writer's strike is over and we're not filthy scabs for doing so. Right, 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 right. But yeah, that that's like ultimately I'm saying that because the kind of week I've had is I would like my job to be beach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, think that's really the takeaway. Yeah, that would be all right. I too interested in watching the uh, the Barbie movie to just make sure that I can have some actual intelligent commentary about it and not just be precious about being a dude. Um, so I, I would uh, like to know uh, why I hate something before I hate it. In all seriousness, <laughs> I, I would like to to. To, to get you know i would like to see the vibe it it uh i'm always concerned about stuff that's like uh bandying about about that because i uh i i think that there are some really really important conversations to have around that and i i, I have uh i've had them with other people i've had them with you uh where you know men have done fucked up a whole lot of things you know for a long time and uh uh, have not been listening for a very long time. Um, kind of the same way white people have. And so I, I, I think that, uh, I think it's important to have good conversations about that, you know, and what, and, um, as you know, as somebody who, uh, maybe doesn't always, uh, get it because I certainly don't always get it. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think that the thing that I always, uh, long for, and uh, we're gonna talk about um, the third times a charm indictment today. I hope uh, and, uh, that I I feel like um, I think positive and respectful discourse is is where I'm about, you know. And I think that has to happen all the time. And I think you can have it all the time. And I think that that's that's where it should start, you know. I think it's the same way as holistic medicine. I think that you more often as than not can fix it with a whole bunch of not breaking your body. Right. Like, and, and actually, you know, trying this, this other stuff first and, and getting there, you know, there's always time for war. There's always time to be shitty. There's always time for very heavy pills. Um, but, uh, I don't think you should start there. And so I would like to see this cause I have heard a I've read some things, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, heard some commentary, you know, whether it's podcasts or YouTube stuff or whatever. And it's weird. It depends who you talk to about it right now, which is maybe not that weird. Maybe that's how everything is. But, um, it seems like some people think that this is very, uh, disruptive. Some people think it is respectful. Some people think it's insightful. Some people think it's way too much. Uh, some people think it does, didn't go far enough. Um, so I, which probably tells me an awful lot about the people who are reviewing it rather than the actual content. But um, I'd be interested to see it for that reason, because it's kind of all over the map right now in yeah. terms of like what people think about it. And um, 
and I'm with you on the face of it. It does sound like they just, you know, like that the doll and everything around it already was that like it already was that, you know, guys are pretty fucking stupid and women run the world and have everything. So I, you know, and it seems like, like at the outset of this thing, it seems like that's what they're going for. But you know, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I maybe I'm totally missing the fucking point, and I would absolutely not be the first time that I've totally missed the fucking point about something. So, um, would be I do want to, uh, you know, see what what it's what it's all about. Um, so anyway, yeah. After this pod, you and I will get dressed in our best pink, and we'll meet over at the theater. We'll, uh, we'll get it, it done. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's an objectively funny movie with some really good delivery throughout, uh, and that really is like we have such a terminally online shuttered culture that most of these hot takes are like us from people who haven't watched the movie. And, mm. uh, you know, that's people who are spouting off about Trump's indictment are coming from people who haven't read the indictment and probably won't actually read the content of what went into the charging document. And like, that's just sort of, where we're at, you know, where we sort of remain stuck, where we are reading a, a take in the size of a tweet, and then we are opining on it or forming an opinion on it. And yeah, we've really got to get away from that. So, you know, we're in a week where forests are burning, aliens are getting dug up, there are some very serious fucking things going on. And we're debating a movie that uh, is probably very cute and yes, very in line with the toys, which have always had Barbie having all of the cool jobs and <laughs> can on a beach with a horse. So <laughs> I don't know, man, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I did want to shift to sort of segue this into um discovery have you played with it yet speaking of aliens right and right. culture wars and culture wars yes and uh horses there's no horses um the i um yes i have uh i would like to offer um for the record i would like to offer that for the one of the many other podcasts that we're going to talk about doing and not doing i would like to title it Jason Isaacs is the villain, idiot. And I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that uh, any time that any anywhere any time that anybody has ever had Jason Isaacs on screen in something and he's not explicitly the villain at first and everybody's acting like he's not the villain i'm like dude it's jason isaacs he's obviously <laughs> the villain like i just i want to just like throw my hand out like what are you stupid have you not seen all the jason isaacs stuff he's always the villain like it's uh so um i'm four episodes in maybe something like that uh, so i you know captain Lorca on the uh, discovery and 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 that and it's just uh um you know he's uh <laughs> it's just always really fucking dumb that like that nobody is getting it and i'm just screaming at the screen waiting for everybody to have caught up with the fact that it's definitely him um but uh, some some commentary coming at this super fucking late i know we're into the fourth i, I just want to add so. like a quick bracket to that dude because i didn't know this in addition to all of the roles where you have seen him and know that he is a villain villain he has also played captain hook and admiral zhao from avatar 
like come on right <laughs> like this guy lives to twiddle his mustache doesn't he that's it he's always he's always it man like that's uh like he's why they came up with the term typecast he's just constitutionally incapable of being a nice guy like it's just just get with the program people he's the he's the problem i, I solved it for you wait he's also a sith in star wars Oh God, dude! It's just My the list, God, dude. dude. The list, like he was in OA. He was the like it was just. And the thing is, is he almost always starts out as just this smooth British guy or a smooth American guy because British people do American guys better. And he's just like, and everybody's like, oh, I guess he must be the nice guy. Like everybody on screen is just like, oh yeah, well it's Jason Isaacs. I guess he's great, right? And every time there's a turn, and I'm like, yep, see, it was Jason Isaacs everyone like that's what i want to say all the time like i really hope that w- as as our podcast ascends into the, the 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 might of everything that he's one of the interviews that we get to do because i really want to interview him and tell him that i i've figured it out jason it's <laughs> don't 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 you, you're not fooling me i know you're fooling everybody else but you're not fooling me i know jason ever um, ever yeah. my, my god like i'm not seeing a single uh, but some of that is the the Britishness because we've built an entire nation on the idea that the British are the villains. We have we have so, done that. That's I true. mean, that's not really his fault. But man, wow! Yeah, that's a it is an impressive body of evil work that he has. Yeah, uh, so, I won't uh, be there for that interview. I I'm not because <laughs> you already know, dude. He's just gonna that's right, he's just gonna dude. turn in the middle of the interview and kill me. So that, you're like, that, I'm sorry, fine, I'm calling man. in sick. I'm not gonna be around. He's but, the villain. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got some ch- some church to do that day. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, That's it. You should gotta, yeah, as well gotta gotta deliver some, some soup to some homeless people. That's right. You should call the cops while I'm on the interview because he's definitely going to do something evil by the end. Um, so I, I am enjoying it coming out at super late it's you know four seasons in and i'm in four episodes in so you know i'm sure these very insightful super late things are not all that interesting but i i will say i do like it i do like it i'm enjoying it i think it is good i understand why people don't think that this is very star trek i do understand that part like i see why it's like I think that, what is it, the Kelvin timeline or something like that, the whole J.J. Uh, Abrams movies, the, those ones, I forget what that was called, something like that. Maybe the Kelvin timeline, I'm not, I don't remember. There was some nerdy reference to what that was and that it was like a different version of Trek. And, you know, they had the crossover with Spock in the first one, but it was mostly just, you know, all these new characters and all these new actors to play them, right? Um, in addition... Uh, new characters and then uh new new actors to play old characters like to 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 do this different timeline um i thoroughly loved that i thought it was a great modernization of it i thought they cast incredible people to do all those roles i think they all did great uh loved all three of those movies um probably in order of how much i loved them from first to last but still they all they all were great and 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 worked really well um as uh, as movies for me I I think as movies and as them carving their own space here with the modernization that J.J. Abrams definitely pulled off incredibly well, like same thing he did with uh, Force Awakens, you know, for, for Star Wars. Like, I think he was the right guy at the right time to make fresh uh, lens flary deliciousness, you know, like for like this sort of like retro modern sci fi, right? Like he's he's the dude to do that. Um, I don't know that. 
uh, Star Trek fans were willing to go this far for a show. Like, I feel like that might have been the, the, the bridge too far. Um, I'm not saying for me. I think I was, I, I allowed, after having been there for all the original series and all the next generation and i'm pretty sure i got through most of ds9 um, and at least some of voyager i feel like my receipts are on the table in terms of how much i liked original trek and all the movies and everything right like i've been there for all of it and loved all of it it was you know it was formative for the nerdy tv shows that i loved but i also think that Battlestar Galactica broke that mold, right? And said, no, we're going to do, you know, some dark, you know, like gritty TV that's just in space. We're going to do it, you know, in a way that's totally different than the expanse, right? Like coming through and doing this very dark, gritty kind of, because this is kind of how we're doing sci-fi now. And I think with the people who really wanted the money to come back with Paramount Plus and to make this, you know, for CBS to 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 really kind of, you know, come back to the roots of Star Trek to like come out with this thing. I think there's a lot of uh, original Star Trek nerds that really wanted it to be of that flavor and of that type. And Discovery, at least so far anyway, is just not that. That's not what that's not the show they made. They they too were big fans of The Expanse and Battlestar Galactica. They that's the that's the show that they wanted and then just have transporters and phasers right like they just they wanted that um and i think that's okay like i think that was that that, i think that's a okay thing to do it's just not okay for the audience that they got and like i think that that's why like i heard a lot of vitriol about discovery in its first season like a lot of people hating it a lot um and uh you know, so I, I don't know, like, I just don't, I don't have that because it, that wave passed me by and I get to just kind of enjoy it on its own merits right now. And I'm, I, I am enjoying it. I think it's, it's, it's well done. It's, um, it's slightly amped up, but slightly overacted a couple, in a couple of places. Like they, they could do well to just take a breath and, you know, to, you, have you had a 10? I need you at an eight, you know, like just take it down just a little bit on the, on the acting. Uh, but, uh, I like it. I like it. I, I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it. I think Discovery's cool. I think it's 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 cool. It's 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 still got you know enough Trek flavor for me. It's modernized in a way that I think, quite frankly, you probably needed to um, in order to tell you know modern TV stories. Um, you know, it is that thing we talked about last week, having not watched either of these, but with Strange New Worlds, where like there was like this very episodic kind of vibe for Strange New Worlds. And it is not that it is this like contiguous episode by episode story that is just the, you know, the the fight with the Klingons and the, you know what I mean? And like trying to win this war. And, you know, it's all about Michael, Michael, that's a woman. Uh, and uh, it's like that, right? Like, it's just this very contiguous, long ass episode that's going on. And uh, that is more modern than Star Trek ever was. And um, uh, but I, I really I'm not I'm not upset with it at all. It's it's not uh, the most appointment viewing that I, I'll, I'll ever say. I'd like to see how, how we go through the first and second seasons here, because that's what you were saying is kind of how it plugs into Strange New Worlds. I know I was supposed to go to Strange New worlds and i i actually wanted something that i wasn't going to pay as much attention to which is why this one out um like because i because it was not mm-hmm. supposed to be as important as strange new worlds and uh and then it ended up sucking me in like in a way that i felt was like kind of interesting yeah um, I, I think that's interesting and i i wouldn't say that i wanted you to go to strange new worlds first as much as i wanted to give you the permission structure to do that based on how episodic it is that mm-hmm. you know if you were looking to dip your toes in it's not it's not marvel it's not uh, built in a way where you can't understand the timeline unless you did this like you've already done picard so you're in that 
post next generation, but like near future 24th century and getting some of that, you know that this takes place previously. We know that um, Archer's Enterprise from that show is part of canon. Like everything that we've ever seen is part of the canon and fits into this timeline somewhere, including Strange New Worlds and its take on the pre-OG and recasting some of those characters and Spock and people that we're going to meet. So like you can kind of hop around if you're a Trek fan because you kind of already know what the big hits are and none of these shows are spoiling one another mm-hmm. but they are mm-hmm. all interconnected because really what they're doing um with the exception of their slavish devotion to the enterprise as a ship in its various incarnations as the starfleet flagship they're doing what we've always wanted star wars to do and what they kind of only did with um whatever the name of the last show is uh, named after the character Mm. He is goes to prison. Uh, it was very good. Uh, carry the one Andor. Oh, oh, got it. Okay, Star Wars. Got it. Okay, Star Wars. Right. So, like, Star Wars has always had like this slavish devotion to the Skywalker family. Yes. In yes. a way that ultimately, when we take the nine main movies, just falls apart to pieces because it had a real opportunity to have a bigger message, a bigger worldview than it ended up having, mm-hmm. and. That's always been disappointing because all of these other Star Wars stories, movies, and like big pieces since Disney took it needed to cram in between um, this week and the following Saturday in the original trilogy's timeline. Yes. And like they were just like really fucking cramming everything into this conflict between the Rebels and the Empire. Nothing else going on in this enormous fucking galaxy where we have giant warlord slugs and people with eye stalks and sentient droids and Jedis for tens of thousands of years of history. And Disney kind of went and I think they formally cut canon, right? Like they took Mm -hmm. the shows and said, these are no longer canon. You're just going to throw that out. That's way too far from Skywalker's. And so what Star Trek is doing, having slept on one of the most popular pieces of IP for like 20 years and, you know, Paramount picking it back up, is they're kind of giving us more of that, right? They're Mm -hmm. giving us different stories of different crews that aren't necessarily deeply interconnected to a single conflict or point in this universe and opening the world up to exploration. You know, they're challenging the what if with, you know, what does the universe look like? after the next generation what does the aftermath of the borg and like the first season of picard when like you were having like borg cubes being like raided and disassembled and like some of that like had a great level of grit Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. very responsible updating to like yeah that was a a big fucking war and what like they're not gone so like you've got these husks that are around and people are going to be enterprising just like they would with the battleship that like is just half sunk in a harbor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um And so I feel like Strange New Worlds and Discovery and Picard and um, Lower Decks, uh, all of them stand alone because they're not afraid to build a story. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid Mm -hmm. to build fresh characters that may intersect with characters that we know and love and they may not, but they understand that it's a big universe and they can play with it. And I really fucking dig that. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's... I have already spoiled it, so I'll spoil it again. Like, Discovery, 
takes a time jump and ends up at the furthest point in our canon, like the distant future of Star Trek, 900 years post the events we know. And they update the technology more and they update what's going on and what the universe looks like in really exciting and fresh ways. And so they're not afraid to break out of that mold in ways that I feel like Disney is terrified to take us 900 years into the future after the events of the final movie and show us, you know, what like a post-rebellion imperial galaxy looks like, you know? Mm. And that's kind of a shame because there were some very good books I remember reading as a kid that I probably can't remember that played with ancient past Jedi and uh, like places where none of that was really happening. And it wasn't really all but tangentially related to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was even, I guess some of the games, right? The, you're talking about uh, Knights of the old Republic, right? Yep. Which they're supposed to be rebooting. Although I know that's kind of in development hell right now, but I, I think, you know, that's, that's, cool right like it's a cool thing to do and even that mmo that star wars the old republic is you know thousands of years before the movies and uh there's a lot of content there right like you can hang a lot on on a lot and that's a great perspective for star trek is to just let it you know and and truly when you look at the kelvin movies right that it really was just like a nod to spock right like it was it was really it but other than that they were doing their own thing you know what i mean like they they decided to just tell very different stories all of a sudden in ways that were very fun and uh deserving of uh of of the freshness that i think that you know star trek could use I, I will you know we we've talked at length at, about next generation and how that was very formative for both of us in terms of like you know you know fiction and things that we loved and storytelling and it'll always have that special place in my heart it is always and i'm sure that at least some of it is timeless you know um but also some of it's not like it's a different storytelling and it's a different place you know and we don't have to do that i think picard it was a good way to give us that that candy bar right and say hey we get it. We know why you're here, right? Like, let, why don't we just have this big ass next generation party? Because we loved them too. And also we're going to move on, right? Like we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. Everybody's going to have a good time. We're all going to play poker and that's it, right? Like, we're like, that's how we're going to, we're going to really do it here for everybody. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not putting it down. I, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's great stuff. It's got a good momentum. It's, um, works really well. I think, uh, I, I will, uh, I would like to see where it goes. I'd like them to, you know, much like every TV show, you got to give them a couple episodes to kind of knock the, the rust out a little bit. You yeah. know, I could tell they're all just a little bit too excited to be on screen. <laughs> they're going to have to, you know, it's like, all right, all right, everybody. Uh, but I, I do enjoy it. It's been, it's been good. Good. Yeah, I I love that journey for you. Uh, I actually finished The Witcher this week. Wow. Okay, that, sec- that second one. I haven't even started this. I did the first half a month ago, but not the second half. I haven't touched that yet. I'm, I'm, I'll try to stay spoiler free. I mean, I think it's only like three episodes or four episodes because it was an eight season or an eight episode arc. And uh, we got four and four, I, I think. So it wasn't much. And you know the other shit that I've been watching, so you know I think that was probably a good use of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I want to give some general commentary on this season. Mm-hmm. So last season, not the last half of this season, but last season, I think it was the opening episode. Um, Geralt and Siri visit an old friend of his in a mansion. He kind of looks like Beast, and. Mm might have been a midpoint uh, 
in it, but you know they come in exploring kind of like this haunting that's happening and uh, carriages have been destroyed and people have been getting eaten and they come in to explore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, yeah, yes, they yes, hold yes. up with his just old clicked. friend. Yep. Yeah. Right. And it turns out that his old friend is actually harboring the thing that's doing all of this eating. And it's this kind of like succubacy thing, vampire thing that, uh, you know, he lets feed on her. And they have this kind of very deep human monster relationship. And there's a lot of conflict about killing her because Siri kind of connects with her and sees her, you know, for more than the beast that she is. Mm-hmm. And that whole fucking episode was everything that I loved about Witcher as a game mm-hmm. because the Witcher three as a game had these side missions and every one of these side missions felt like a true story unto itself. Like not one of them felt like you were being given an errand. And I remember there was one mission where it was some governor type uh, hoity toity person who sent us to go ghost hunting. And the ghost was actually like his infant son. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I remember right. that one. Uh, I, uh, I I used to remember the name of that mission, but yes, 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 yes. Right? And he, yes, and like you even saw the specter of it of the like the dead baby thing. <laughs> like it was like yeah, 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 it was really yeah, it was. And, it was, and yeah, it was you know that one stood out, but like all of those missions were like that. Like you were going into a village and you were figuring out the lore and the history and like solving mm-hmm. the mystery and fighting this monster or beast or ghost and having to prepare a certain way to do it and there's so much depth in the tapestry of the storytelling that's like just so seeped in you being a monster hunter as a witcher you know that you are designed to deal with these things that came out of the convergence in a way that nobody else really can so you're kind of a mercenary you're kind of this hired gun you know detective thing that has a silver sword has a regular sword and the second season um really just nailed it like it felt like they were just hitting a flow and getting into what this was and this season these eight episodes did the discovery thing where all eight episodes were in service of a single conflict and a single body politic and series role in the universe in fairness is very true to the game like that's an underlying Mm-hmm. thread that they run throughout the overarching narrative of Geralt's motivation and his relationship with Siri and all of that. But they do a much better job at interspersing it with good content. Mm-hmm. I feel like the closest we got um, here was when Geralt and Siri in the first half of this season, like very early on, are transiting on a ferry and like bartering with the ferryman to say like, how about I deal with your monster and you yes. get to cross like that had a little bit of that, right? Where like they had to figure just out just a pinch, yeah. But but it was just like enough to actually be frustrating that they yeah. weren't doing more of it. And I don't need monster of the week because all of this in the game was in service of moving a narrative forward. Sure. And it's very hard to have an open world role playing game that still feels like you're moving in concentric circles. Like you're always getting somewhere, you're always building. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's one of the greatest games mm-hmm. of all time. But it benefits from having a very rich, unique source material that sure. I thought the show was heading toward until like they just sort of ran out of time and felt like they had all of this story to take care of that they couldn't have any fun or diversions anymore. 
and they just mm. needed to, to push forward on it. And I think you said right off the bat on the first four, like that you didn't know how much politics were supposed to be um, in this, but it was too much. And politics with like a lowercase p, like palace intrigue and Game of Throniness, throniness, like with this king wants to fight this king and this person is begotten to this person and all of this is going on. And then you've got the brotherhood and they're doing their thing and going off and whispering in all of the king's ears and profit. And, yes. and man, they really never moved away from it. And I yeah. am so bummed by that. My only hope having finished this is that they're setting up a fourth or fifth season that can come back. Like that this was just necessary exposition that they had to get through to get to something. Mm. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I think, I think when I think back to Witcher and, and to kind of do this aside for video games, right? Like you have this sort of concept of, and you play even more RPGs than I do of main quest side quest, right? Like that's, and when you pull up your, you pull up your, who's he, what's your, your, uh, task list or whatever you want to say. And, you know, you hit the, the, the menu button on your, on your controller and you bring it up and you have those things, right. And you have main quests that are in blue and you have side quests that are in green. Right. And what do you do? Like you want to level up your character, you go do some side quests. And when you want to move the story along, you do some main quests. So you do some green, you do a blue, you do some green, you do a blue. And, as somebody who has admitted on air to watching, you know, almost all of the 10 seasons of the blacklist, I am here to tell you that like, you can do that and you can do that for a long time if you're doing it well, right? If you've got an engaging lead, which Henry Cavill has absolutely been, um, as the Witcher, um, and you have a great premise to hang it on, then you could do this for a long time. Right. And so when you said like, I don't know about having it as a monster of the week, I think this is the perfect vehicle for a monster of the week. Right. And you can do it in that way where you have an episode where 90% of it is a monster of the week mystery slash kill the, the monster thing that turned out to be the, <laughs> the housewife all along or whatever they're going to do that week. But, but then, you know, at the beginning and end, maybe interspersed in between just a touch of the main quest, like just, you know, move that ball forward. But I think that that's an important thing to do because I don't think that those monster of the week bits don't, push things forward you know i I, it's very star trek heavy episode we're talking here but i think we talked about that about next generation where those were very much monster of the week this is what happened this week on the enterprise and then next week we don't really talk about it quite as much but i don't think that didn't add to the relationships that happened right like i think if you have these people fighting alongside one another every day right in every episode then i think that when the stakes come with the main quest like i think they're higher right because you have had all these people fighting shoulder to shoulder you have had them solve problems and have all these difficulties together so that when bad things happen like you give a shit right like you you've had time with these characters and that's not wasted time right like so even the monster of the week stuff is money in the bank for when you move things along right um 
And so with that formula here for The Witcher, like uh, there were definitely quests. I think almost all of them were fantastically written, but there were certainly quests that even as you were moving along, didn't really further the main story that much. They still were technically side quests, right? Um, but they were great. They were, they were great. They were well-written. You cared about all the characters that were in there. You you learned more about them, They you know, and, and you learned more about Geralt, which was the, the, the point of it all. And I think that that, when you got back to the main quest, it felt like the you know, there was more body to it because you had done these side quests. Um, so I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm excited to, to finish this season just because, you know, for the completion of it all. And I, I do enjoy the world, but, but yeah, I don't, I think it has always been the weakest part of the Witcher. I think that ever, that anytime, if you look at any one of these three seasons, when they spent an awful lot of time talking about, you know, well, Nilfgaard this and brotherhood that, and like, and all that, like, I didn't ever care, not even from episode one. I never really cared about that part. It was never that interesting, right? Like it was never, it was never, it never out Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Like it was never that good. Like it was not even close. Uh, like, I mean, it was, it was pedestrian at best compared to what they did in Game of Thrones for the political intrigue stuff. So I don't know, like, you know, like I, I think they should have just gone another direction. I think they should have really leaned heavier into what the game was and done that, you know, my favorite episodes, in any of them, in any season, were always the monster of the week ones where he was figuring out what the bad guy was and what was going on, you know? And some of those never went anywhere when you really think about it. Like, they don't go anywhere beyond him growing closer to Siri or, you know, him, you know, doing this for or him, you know what I mean? Like, or something with free Yennefer, like, like it would push things along in the, the, the moment to moment relationship, but it never really moved the, the story along. And, and yeah, even those first four episodes of the season, like it was almost none of that. Like it was this tiny pinch, tiny sprinkling of, it was that. And then there was the one that, that monster that was in the maze. Remember it really in the beginning of that, that one where he, you know, and that's, yeah. and it was really just in service of Siri kind of having some powers, but not enough. And then, you know, for stepping in for a second, but it, both of those times that you saw those monsters that, that, that they've dealt with this season was, you know, like it was, it was a shoulder shrug. It was like, yeah, they're, they're, yes, there's a little bit of slow-mo and there's some choppy chop and it's over. Like, it's like, they really didn't hang enough on that. And I feel like that's the strongest thing to do with the Witcher. It's such a cool idea, right? Like that character of, of somebody who's a little bit Jedi and who's a little bit pirate and who's a little bit detective, like you said, like somebody who's got a little bit of that in him, right? Like he's like a very world wary, grumbly guy that, you know, is just, you know, out there, he's got to pay for his, his, his food, right? Like he's got to, I don't know. I, I, it's such a neat concept and I don't, I think they've way overvalued whether people gave a shit about all of the intrigue. Like, God, I, I, I really, I think we had a text thread, you, me and Eric about that. And I, I, I couldn't remember any of this shit when I started this season. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, I don't, like, I don't care that they're fighting. I don't even know who's fighting who. Um, so it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. I'm sorry to hear that the second half didn't do much more with that. Cause I, I, uh, I, I, I wish they would have. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it'll, is soften it for you and uh, i do think binging is the right way to go about it because i feel like if i if this was traditional over-the-top tv and i had to eat this 50 minutes a week then i'd really be lost mm. in it you know so i think you at least get enough of those fun beats in it mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. binge it i mean it's still i mean again it's better than winona earp so 
<laughs> I think I've now figured out your strategy. Like if you just, if you actually use a spatula to scrape what's on the bottom of the barrel and put that's it on right. the plate, that's right. then whatever shitty burger that's next to it will look like a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> I guess that's you it. figured it out, dude. It is just a spoonful of uh, sugar to... <laughs> Of rotten on. maggots <laughs> i mean bleh. um yeah um two really quick hits I, I know we should probably do a quick break and then uh you know talk about um the oh so fun world of politics uh but um i got to start and finish um uh, a pair of shows that um i watched uh, start with hijack um the seven episodes on apple tv um that is idris elba on a plane um which uh uh is um is all right it's 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 fucking all right man um i enjoyed it he is such a fucking treasure he does a great job with just about everything he's ever done i i've always appreciated his craft you know absolutely engaging super handsome guy that like also like has a gravity on screen that that really 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 works um uh, and it was, you know, I mean, it's seven episodes. They're they're anywhere between, you know, forty to fifty minutes a piece. But it's, uh, you know, nail biting how it should be, moves things along nice and brisk. Most of the logic stays pretty good. There's like one or two moments where I kind of like raised my hand and was like, uh, I don't, I don't think that would have gone that way. But you know, like, but then they just kind of fucking move it along. You know what I mean? Like they don't spend an awful lot of time on on it, on on stuff that might be a little bit too silly if you meditated on it. Um, but I think it's good. I think it wraps successfully. I think it's it's a fine long movie to to kind of break up and uh, has got you know a couple of really fun cliffhangers in just the right way, like exactly what you would want in a cliffhanger. Like it, you know, uh, is uh, is neat. I, I'm I'm gonna say successful. They did a, a good job with what they did. I, this is nothing to hang a big. Uh, uh, multi-season arc on or anything like that like they just told the story and they finished their story I don't see them coming back I don't I hadn't heard any about anything about them coming back for anything and I don't think they need to I think this did what it needed to do we're done um, you know and I I, uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time with it I think it it, it, uh, it is it is is worthwhile TV um, so hijack and then the rig um, uh, on Amazon Prime hmm. uh, this was uh a out in the North Sea where they have all the oil rigs, uh, the kind of platforms out there where they're, you know, drilling and uh, for oil, um, which I'm sure is going to lead perfectly into our, our political topics. Um, uh, and um, this was like six episodes. Uh, it was not particularly long. Um, I will say that this is a lot weaker on the acting part. Like, I don't know if it's went on or bad, but it's pretty, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more rickety. Um, uh, almost like a, an oil rig on the ocean. Uh, it's, it's very, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of British people with a lot of British accents and Irish people with Irish accents or Scottish or I don't know, however I'm fucking that up, but, uh, they, uh, that hides a multitude of sins. If this was, all American accents. I am sure I would have turned it off after 30 minutes. It's, it's definitely benefiting from accents that obscure some not great acting, but, uh, uh, but it works. It works. It's a fun conceit. Um, it is, um, 
the planet is dying y'all. Um, and, uh, it's definitely got some, some messages around that, that, uh, they are happy to spell out with very big letters. Uh, (laughs) It's not, uh, not not particularly shy about getting around that message and end early. So don't like, like that part is definitely not, um, they're not trying to be subtle. Um, but that's okay. that's a message I don't think anybody can get behind, especially, you know, uh, with, uh, with with hundred plus degree weather records being broken all over the place uh the world over i think that's a message everybody should hear so um anyway it's good it actually got renewed for a second season already so i would be interested where they go by the end of it it's a it's an interesting uh, way to end and um not a big commit so i'll say Sure. I would say hijack's probably just better quality TV, but, um, but the rig moves along at a fine pace and has some fun stuff in there. So it's, uh, uh, also pretty good. And again, both very short seven and six episodes respectively. So good stuff there. I, I dig it. And they are, they're fresh, fresh letters for Apple TV, um, for hijack at least. Fresh letters. So that's good. Fresh letters. No more S's. Well, the savant is coming soon. So oh, man. They, they really are. I mean, and to, to really lay it on thick, uh, Apple TV has got that and also the supermodels mm-hmm. and um, I've got to find it. I saw this two, not one, but two Snoopy specials, Snoopy specials. So if, if you are, Oh, and strange planet strange planet mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. got to be an inside joke for them right like i i sent you this list months ago like of like i didn't I know about these I'd upcoming come, ones though yeah like i didn't even have any of this stuff like I, I i think i gave you a list of what like 10 of them like i was like what is going on like am i just am i bugging out like this is, they can't be using the letter s this much like um but I don't know. It's a, uh, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure I, I give them a ton of credit. They, they have excellent content on there all up. Like I, I I'm, it's kind of become the new HBO max for me. Like I, I, I think most of their stuff over there is pretty damn good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, but, but that's a fucking dumb thing. They should pick new names that's too many S's and sugar with Colin Farrell, sugar with Colin Fowler, so Colin they, father, Pharaoh, fellow, Colin, Liberty Colin, Colin Mockery. That sounds uh, like we need a a softy break. Softy break. I'll see you in a minute. Okay, bye. That was a, a fun break. A little more mm-hmm. hair raising than I was planning. Some text issues. Uh, wife's iMessage broke and trying to solve for IP-based chat and get rid of SMS forever, yeah. which yeah, you we, know, could use other platforms like Truth Social, for example. Like Truth Social. Or Truth Social. Signal. The place where Donald J? Is it J? It Trump? is J. Trump. Is it? J. J Trump. Okay. I, it seemed like a J. I, I don't know if I knew that, but um, maybe it was just subconsciously... Uh, embedded into my into my brain i think let me tell you what i think i want to hear what you think i think donald j trump is kind of a dummy shithead (laughs) that was not very effectual as a leader of the country um that we are spending way too much time on because he didn't play by liberal agendas Hmm. That's what I think. So let me ask a pointed question. 
Please. Do you think it matters if he committed crimes? I think it did. I don't think it does. So follow that question up. Do you think those crimes should not be prosecuted for their news value? Or is it a question of the overwhelming coverage of that prosecution? It, it is 100 uh, percent the the uh, pr- a pro- the the problem for me is is 100 percent a function of the attention and it is it is uh it is the jason aldean there is no bad press uh here that uh absolutely breaks my brain it is everybody's talking about this fucking doofus <laughs> that's not our problem anymore <laughs> like i just like i just i you were either like lathered up and supporting him and so angry that these damn liberals are fucking with things and you know they need to leave our trump alone and like you know he was the best leader of this country we've ever had or i can't believe this fucking devil that was in power for four years uh got away with dot to dot to dot to dot and we're gonna fucking lambest this motherfucker and put him on a on a spit somewhere and watch him roast um so uh i absolutely believe that i absolutely believe that that should happen i don't think i think the overwhelming coverage is just uh gleeful uh, celebration of of the torture of someone, and I think uh, that's all agenda driven. Um, that's showing everybody's true colors, and definitely gets back to some of the things I have talked about in many a pod, including this one. That um, uh, positive, respectful discourse uh, is lost. Uh, we're not really talking about anything. We're just really happy that it's happening, or really angry that it's happening. Um, but it is in the, it is in the, it is in what has happened, uh, and watching somebody hurt. Um, and uh, I think that's, uh, I don't think that that's ever been okay. I know that, you know, a lot of people listening to this will think that that's naive of me to think that it just started because it's happened forever. Um, that has almost been the function of a press, right? <laughs> just to, is to, uh, uh, to advertise, um, the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the pain and suffering of others, um, as, uh, as much as we do products, but, um, that's uh, that's what I think. That's what I think. So I'm going to go full-throated in support of the media and okay. give you a, a fully opposing view and tell you where I agree. And we have three indictments for Trump. We have a fraud money laundering claim on the Stormy Daniels hush money payment, which was the New York federal prosecution, uh, which is based on the idea that Trump used campaign money to pay off Stormy Daniels so that she wouldn't leak information about their affair right before the election. And so campaign finance law, we have those in place because things are supposed to be disclosed. We don't want to pay Russia or China or Saudi Arabia to help us slide into an election. Um, I don't think that that's very exciting from a news standpoint or very relevant and it actually dates back prior to him running for office the first time 
So mm-hmm. let me take that one off the board. The second indictment you have is the confidential documents that he took with him, boxed up all of his golf shirts and his stuff and his top secret Iranian war plans and hauled them down to Mar-a-Lago. And here it's kind of interesting because you get a lot of what about ism what about hillary what about biden when he was vice president what about obama what about george w like everybody took documents with them and the arguably difference is that they all found them gave them back when the national archives came knocking and the crime that that florida prosecution is about is the crime of trying to keep the documents after he was politely asked for them back. And so, you know, now there's additional people that have been roped into this because they made an effort that they've been caught in trying to delete security footage where they were moving boxes and hiding them after they were served with a lawful subpoena to turn over the documents. Um, Again, I don't think it's particularly newsworthy from a 24-7 cycle. I think if it's a crime and you're obstructing a lawful investigation, you absolutely should be prosecuted like anybody else. I I don't think foreign presidents are any different from any party. Um, I don't think Al Franken is any different than Trump here or anybody else who's committing crimes. I think they should be prosecuted full stop. I don't know that we need cameras outside the House. Understanding that as the most public of public figures, it's always going to be newsworthy, right? Like we learned that when OJ drove down the freeway in a white Bronco, like that was the start of this world that we live in. And that was 30 years ago. Now, this last one is about one, the January 6th insurrection, but two, and more insidiously, an incredibly coordinated plan to overturn the election with full knowledge that the election was lawfully decided. And so when you really get into the weeds of what this particular prosecution is about, it's showing and kind of opening up the light on the fact that uh, a number of Republicans in Trump's orbit, along him with six co-conspirators and numerous other people in various state governments, conspired to appoint fake electors to cast votes to help Mike Pence pick the fake electors that didn't represent the vote of the states. And Mm -hmm. it was a coordinated and detailed plan to overturn the election, regardless of the outcome. And so on this last one, while I think the first two should be investigated by relevant prosecutors, regardless of party affiliation, and I think in credit to the prosecution, not the news, saying you know, Trump's released in his own recognizance to go doing whatever he needs to do. Like we're not trying to perp walk him or anything. Like I think the prosecution is understanding the gravity and the sensitivity of having an extremely public figure in this. And even this very serious charge, which is his third one, you know, they're not, uh, the Jack Smith gave all of like three minutes of a press conference, just reading what the indictment said and getting out of there. Like he does not want the fucking spotlight. He is just there to do work. He wants a speedy trial. He has gone to pains to say, we need to just let this be played out in court and the court will decide, you know, what is right and a jury of his peers, full stop. Like he is letter of the law. I think that this last indictment is important from a news perspective because he is the overwhelming 37 point front runner of the non-incumbent party running for president to get the job back. And this last indictment 
if true, and if a speedy trial shows that all of this happened and there was a national conspiracy to overturn an election regardless of the will of the people, I think we do need to know about that. Because I think, you know, if this ends up being the person that you're voting for, you are voting for somebody who's saying, next time I just won't fuck it up. And I think like that is kind of an existential moment in American democracy when you have a detailed allegation that needs to be aired out. And we don't know. Uh, You know, the prosecution could lose. It's a very high burden of proof. You've got to prove in criminal beyond a reasonable doubt, which means 12 people have to unanimously agree. And I don't know if you follow politics, but find me 12 people who unanimously agree on any political issue who are randomly selected. And there's going to be a mix of Trump voters and Biden voters and Clinton voters and people who are checked out who end up selected on that jury because any good attorney is going to make sure that they have people that they think are going to go their way. So 12 people are going to have to unanimously say without beyond a shadow of a doubt that these were the crimes that happened, that the prosecution has proven them. And if that's true, I think that's important. I think we need to take a step back and take stock and not allow whataboutism or, you know, both sidesing of an issue that's so lopsided in the criminality that it needs to be aired out. And I think the other two indictments kind of don't matter. And I sort of agree with you that it's just not worth the press and the time on them because whether or not he took some boxes or whether or not he paid off a hooker or prostitute or porn star other that she he had an affair with was already aired out in 2016. And like, we're kind of done with it. Like, I get that this is just like the natural conclusion and this salivating on each of these indictments is one thing. This one feels different. Like this feels like some very high stakes and some very serious allegations. It does. It absolutely feels serious. Um, I think, I think that I am, I am a bit, I'm a bit confused at the, um, slow wheels of justice here. Um, I think like it, I, I think about these things a little bit farther back as to like the timing of everything. Like it's, odd to me that we're waiting this long to talk about some of this stuff like and i i don't know that like like everything we've just talked about is stuff that i knew about years ago like years ago and if i knew about it years ago you can't tell me that everybody involved in this didn't know years ago like i mean with the exception of the documents which again is like sort of like okay you know what i mean just you know like yeah he's holding on to them and not giving them back right away just kick the fucking door in and go get the box like come on all right, all right. you know what i mean like what the fucking stop you know what i mean like like it's like some of it is just the the, the part of it is it, that that feels a bit heavy is is more that i i feel like it's so long ago like it feels like forever ago that we were talking about the overturn of an election, like, and the, and the insurrection stuff, like, which like also like, I I haven't read the, the legal documents. I'll ask you about this, but like also sound like more separate things than, than, than together things like uh, the insurrection and him stoking the fires of that versus him trying to actually overturn an election. And with, uh, 
with ballots and votes, like, like, like talk to me about that. Right. Like I, I, I want, what I want to know is like, a, why did this take way so fucking long? Like, like we, we have to be able to turn this shit around faster. Like we have to be able to, we have to talk about it faster. And like, like this is, how can this not be the most important thing? How can it not be the most important thing that somebody actually tried to change the course of an election? Like, how can it not be the most important thing, except that we're now talking about the non-incumbent party and them coming in to challenge Biden right now because we're gearing up for a new election? Like, why are we not talking about this years ago? Like this, you, I agree with you. I think that it is fucked that somebody would actually try to challenge this, the, the very essence of democracy by allowing somebody to go to the ballot box to actually get up off their couch in the apathetic place we are all in because we fucking hate how nobody agrees anymore, but they actually got up off of their fat asses and got to the fucking ballot box to vote. And that somebody would actually try to challenge the, 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 the fabric of, of, of the validity of that should be attacked years later. Like, why are we doing this years later? Is that not even a question for Anybody? Why are we asking that? We fucking whipped in through out and done, got the whole fucking Activision Blizzard shit done this summer. Like what, what <laughs> this one doesn't seem like it's if, if 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 Jack's only got three minutes on the podium, like it doesn't feel like we were, you know, let's what are we talking about? A speedy fucking trial. Where were you years ago? Why are we not talking about that years ago? So I'm sure that working in this industry has given me a different view because in some ways uh, that question sounds like a question that I get every day from my clients who are waiting for their hearings and an individual social security disability case can take, you know, three to four years. I just wrapped one this week that I started working on before I had a daughter. Uh, It took me about 12 years to wrap the case up because we had to go up, we had to appeal, we had to come back hearings take 18 to 24 months to schedule once you actually have the case in front of you just to get in front of a judge. So I will fully admit that my view of the speed of a complex criminal investigation and getting to the point where you are comfortable bringing charges when the stakes are this high doesn't seem outlandish to me and also fully appreciate why it does to you. Like, not in there day in day out and that's not to say my opinion is greater because i also don't do criminal work and so you know it could very much be a different world my suspicion is and to get back to the first thing you said which is that this sounds like different things the connecting thread is there was a vote in november the vote didn't go our boy's way and he started looking at how to make it go his way anyway and so there's really four counts in the conspiracy, but where it all adds up to the insurrection and connects together is first, he started raising claims of fraud. And the first count is that he continued to raise those claims that there's widespread voter fraud after he had full knowledge from his own people, from his Department of Justice, from the Republican, like the GOP chairs of the states where he was claiming fraud, that the investigations were done and there was no fraud. And so he didn't stop. He kept making those allegations. And the issue there is whether or not he knew them to be false. Uh, if he's just a moron and in those counts, he, he doesn't know them to be false. And 
actually thinks that they're true or has reason to believe that they're true, that's important. Anytime there's a criminal statute. So for example, if you murder someone, if you trip and your gun goes off and you shoot them, it's manslaughter. If you get really angry and in the heat of the moment you shoot them on purpose, usually that's murder too or aggravated manslaughter or different charges depending on the state. And if you planned weeks ahead of time that on this night I'm going to shoot this person and you stalk them out and then you shot them, then it's premeditated murder, murder one. And so when we're looking at like different criminal statutes and how we're charging people, we all kind of know that premeditated murder is worse than, you know, a an act of passion in the moment. And sometimes that's a defense to get a murder one charge knocked down that, no, I just happened to be holding my gun and he really pissed me off and it just went off or, you know, involuntary manslaughter when you kill someone by accident, but you're still grossly negligent and they shouldn't have died, but for your bad actions. So in this whether or not Trump knew what he was saying was false is important in part of that. When that didn't work, him and his six co-conspirators, which sounds like John Eastman and Rudy Giuliani and the whole gang that we got just so very much of at the end of 19 into 20, like during that election cycle um, with the you know, landscaping company press conference and mm-hmm. all of the fucking, which is about all we get with that. Um, they started putting together this very coordinated effort to pull in these fake electors and the fake electors sort of hinged on what Mike Pence was going to do or not do. And so the final culmination of this with Mike Pence saying, that sounds a little too crimey for me. I, you know, I love you, but uh, I don't think it went our way, my boy. So let's um just move on. That's when Trump starts tweeting, you know, that Mike Pence is a loser and, you know, let's all, get Mike Pence and we can't let this happen and we got to take it down. We got to march down and culminating in this attack on the Capitol insurrection. And so that's like the timeline of why this is all part of the same crime in different facets is that it built towards this thing to execute the scheme that he had conspired to do with these false electors. He needed Mike Pence to pull it out at the last moment. When Mike Pence said no, he sicked the crowd on the Capitol. And so that's the reason why this is all part of the same indictment and the same furtherance of the crime, because it's all part of the same intent to force the election to go his way, regardless of the intent of the American people. And so there are different manifestations and different efforts to achieve the same criminal goal, which is to knowingly overturn an election. I guess it just seems like it's kind of like it's sort of cart before the horse and in the analogy that you gave then, because I, I feel like it's like, like we're talking about the murder being the, the overturning of the election, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's the actual thing that we're attacking here. Right. Yeah. I mean, overturning the election would be the person dead. And then, yeah, the analogy wasn't meant to follow like these stages that he went along, you know, where okay. in that sense, there are more than one count, but you could almost argue that, Everything up to January 6th was premeditated, you know, intent, you know, intent to murder. Like he's planning, he's furthering the conspiracy, he's setting up these electors, he's coordinating things with state houses so that they're going to send fake electors. The January 6th, when Mike Pence says, 
it isn't you, it's me. I just need space. Like maybe we can just like take a little break and, uh, you know, I've got this other guy on my arm and hope that's okay. And he loses his fucking shit and sixes attack dogs on it. That's more like that act of passion. And so there's different counts in the indictment. Uh, you know, there's no argument that the actual insurrection was premeditated. If uh, Trump had had his way and his conspirators had had their way, they would have just gotten away with it, sent in the fake electors, gotten Mike Pence to say, I'm picking these guys, not the guys that are voting the way their states voted, and Trump's president again. Mm -hmm. And there wouldn't have been any insurrection, at least from Trump's folks. Right. And I guess that's why that that's the part that I'm saying, like, it's like almost like an if then supposition tree, right? Like if he if this worked, then we wouldn't have had an insurrection. But because it didn't work now, there was a different crime. Like there was a different thing that happened over here. Uh, Sure. And and I think that's why you have those different charges. But there's still a crime. If you have premeditated attempted murder just because you didn't kill the person doesn't mean that's not a serious crime. And, you know, I think the more perfect analogy is you have a premeditated crime, your premeditated crime gets foiled and in a scuffle hours later, unrelated to that plan that you hatched for months, you get into fisticuffs with the person you're trying to kill and they end up dead anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's sort of how those two things link together. For me, the thing that's far more insidious and concerning is the conspiracy to pull in these fake electors to pull the election away from the American people. And I think that's mm-hmm. the part that's more newsworthy because of the depth of the conspiracy of the number of people that were actually ready to pull this shit off and end democracy. And I think that part is newsworthy. I think it's important to see that this is somebody who has an enormously powerful following and could give the order to bring down the government and they would march you know they will go up against mm-hmm. armed police for him they will storm the tanks it doesn't matter as a criminal investigation piece that's less interesting to me and i think less newsworthy because we all saw it we all saw the speech we all saw him talking about hanging mike pence and not calling off the guards when, you know, people at the Capitol of his own party were begging him to say something because they were in fear of their lives. But that was live TV. You know, I mean, that's like, we all saw that. There's not a whole lot of bombshells that are going to go off about that charge. But carefully organizing this conspiracy for fake electors is something that we really didn't see leading up to the election. Like, we didn't know about it. And to your point... I think that's because it takes a lot of investigation. It takes flipping people. You know, they wouldn't have gotten this far if they didn't, the prosecution wouldn't have gotten this far if they didn't get some people who were very loyal to the big guy, feeling some heat under their own shoes and deciding to put their own desire to stay out of jail first so that some of these probably broke open in ways that we didn't get to see. So I think that's the thing that is more important. And that's the piece that we need that trial to really air it out and see all of the evidence, not just a charging document, and see in a court of law with the jury of his peers whether or not that shit's true. And if it is, I think we should know about it. Like, I think that's very important to our decision making, because if if that's true and this is who we elect again, there's not going to be another election like they're just going to do it right the next time. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, he he's much more buffoonery happens <laughs> over there than I think we're giving him credit for. But, um, but yeah, I mean, a couple of things you said. I mean, he's absolutely a force in a way that I don't really remember another president being. Like, uh, you know, you're right. He can mobilize people in a way that Biden never will. Like, uh, you know, like, and it's uh, that's probably scary for some folks. And so I, I don't I don't think it's worth discounting that. No, that that you know, taking the teeth out of the tiger is is uh, is important. Um, I I will say that I, I I hadn't thought about the idea that maybe it took this long to flip some people in order to get them there. I mean, that part definitely could be what takes time. I don't think that because you've had a a, a like we can sit here and trade trials all day long about like which ones took twelve years and which ones took six months, right? right. Like uh, like I think when. When you're talking, I mean, I don't know how many, I'm sure you actually have this number in your back pocket, like how many social security disability cases are heard across the country, you know, on a given month or a given year, like, you know, and you know that you have absolutely had at some point something that was on the schedule that got pushed, right? And like that got pushed for what reason? Because the judge had uh, tea time that he didn't want to miss that week or because there was something else that somebody slid an envelope for that said, no, you got to hear this one first. Like like things go in order until they don't go in order right like that that is that is always been true right and right. i'm sure it's even true in the much more benign world of social security disability than it is in criminal law and so i just don't I think that's the part that it has been bothering me. I had not thought about like the prosecution getting a whole bunch of like bulletproof ducks in a row for this trial but i do feel like it would be super fucking important to talk about it early so like the idea that they didn't want to prosecute it until they were sure they were going to win is is definitely a a a reason why they wouldn't chase it until now sure that i, I can concede that yeah, point. And, no, uh, and you want that right like if you're going to do something that's this uh, politically divisive right that no matter what you do you know you are joe schmo prosecutor and you're just fucking stamping crimes and pushing them across your desk all day long fucking stamped crime moving along trying it doing it again and this one fucking comes along and it just happens to be Donald J. Trump like you kind of don't want to get it wrong because no matter what sure. like no matter how right you are no matter how many juries side with you no matter how much how tall the mountain of evidence is you're going to be told that you're a political hack, that your motivation is not following the crime to its natural conclusion. So, you know, if you come for the king, you better not miss. It is probably more appropriate here than almost anywhere else in the criminal justice world. Like, you don't want to bring a case that's half-assed or has any daylight or any loophole or any way out of it, or you just don't bring it because the risk to our already fractured ability to talk to one another is so fucking it's it just tendrils that we're holding on by and so if you have to do this because the crimes are actually as bad as this indictment says they are then you need to be right if it takes longer it takes longer if it takes until after the next election that might not be great if the guy in office can just pardon himself and it's already over so in that sense earlier would be good Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds like, you know, we've got some fucking urgency, like, dude's doing really good in the polls, and Biden could collapse any day now, and, uh, you know, go into the Mitch McConnell grandma's farm, <laughs> where they all just stop speaking and remember how 
very fucking ancient all of our politicians are mm-hmm. um so like i also appreciate your side where um it was the um uh, fucking adam sandler and the wedding singer again things that would have been helpful to know yesterday mm-hmm. yeah, yes yes 100 100 and it, it is it is separating the noise, right? Like it's the signal to noise ratio we've talked about in, in, in a 24 hour news cycle, right? Like I, I think the Stormy Daniels thing was dumb and exhausting. I think the, the documents thing was dumb and exhausting. And yes, I agree 100%. If he does a crime, he does the time. I, I'm the, it's just constantly, it's constantly, right? Like it's just constantly, like we're not talking about anything else, right? Like it's just nothing else on the news. It's just this, like, and as soon as this one was done, we found another thing. And when that one was done, we found another thing. And it's like, and it, I don't think it serves what they think it serves. Like, I don't think that that makes it better, right? Like, I don't think, like, I don't think anybody who likes Trump hated him at the end of all this. And I don't think anybody who hates Trump loves him at the end of this. Like, I don't think we got anywhere, right? Like, it's just, I, what I think it has done and is, is absolutely, like, m- made people even more disenfranchised, right? Like, it's not, because there is no efficiency in, in, the, in the conversation, right? It's just a constantly, hey, you know what that dumbass did? Hey, check this out, you know? And, like, no, 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 it's some new shit he did. Like, and, it, and I, I mean, man, I'm just, I, I have stood by the very concept that, like, as a political figurehead, he was easily one of the worst things to happen for this country like irrespective of his politics and irrespective of his personality i feel like not being able to bring everybody to the table and to stoke the fires of division is the worst thing that anybody could have done just happens to be this blustery asshole that did it but like anybody who's doing that anybody's doing that like is 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 wasting the one bit of currency that they have as the leader of the free world and i will always stand by that but i jesus christ we're going up to another election like we have gone through the last years of joe joe biden's life we've we've gone through like that's it like he is definitely going to the mitch mcconnell farm after this like there's no question and like what like i like i don't want to hear his name anymore like i just don't want to hear his name anymore don't want to talk about it like it's enough like it's just enough like okay yes i'm with jack i want this to be speedy i want it to be efficient i want to stop talking about it like i'd such a it is it still reeks of the jason aldean thing to me it's still we're just talking about things it's just press like it's just press like i just this guy is out there man like he's just out there like we're always talking about him like god if you don't want his attack dogs to be salivating then stop talking about him you know like they'll find another bone if you would just put him away like if you would just get rid of it um I think it's a bad tactic and I think it's been, it's been, I think we have suffered him long enough. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Like bad, bad, bad. Like, and if it's because they already burned up all that currency with, with these other things, then okay. And if it's because all of the bullshit in between and all the memes and all the everything about him. Okay. If whoever's at fault here, like, I don't want to be this many years into it and still talking about him. He's such like, he's just like it's just he wasn't a it wasn't a good 
thing. It wasn't a good thing. What like it wasn't a good thing to have him around in the capacity that he was he was in there. Irrespective of politics, again, I've 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 gone over that before. I don't I don't think presidents do enough work. Period. Like because they're just not allowed in our current you know structure of government. So I I just but I think like in the in the essence of what our leader can do for our people, which is to bring them either closer to the table or farther away. That was the 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 thing that was just so egregious a sin that uh i like his name has to come out of everybody's mouth you know what i mean like it's like that's what it is like that's the thing that i i don't know that i can handle much more like it it makes me not really care about whether he, this case goes his way or not like that's how bad it is and you're right if he's actually cheapening my vote then he should be prosecuted right like i should care about this one but th- this far in i don't like you know what i mean and that and that's the ultimate fault of the of the press to me like they have they have made me tune out farther than i already was and i was pretty far out it would be better if he wasn't running for president and winning right i mean that's kind of like a, i'm sitting here agreeing with everything that you're saying except it's almost not the press's fault because he's the one putting himself out there as the leading candidate for president every day, holding rallies, giving press conferences, being on the news, blowing up social. So even if you take the crimes out of it, like you don't get to not talk about him because the Republicans haven't put forward anybody else to replace him to run a candidate. Like he's still the guy. And so like, I hear you and I'm like nodding around like, yeah, like let's uh, enough, let's turn the page. But how like, He's he's got a very strong possibility of being president again in a year, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a knockdown, drag down, fucking campaign. Regardless of this trial, like he can actually be convicted and be in jail and not be barred from running for office. Like he can fucking run from a jail cell, and I'm sure that shit will get eaten right the fuck up, and then get elected and pardon himself and walk right on out on January sixth. Like fucking beautiful, like perfect symmetry to it so i don't like as much as i i want to be where you are i don't know how you get there while he's still the man you know he's still the guy running and leading and bringing one of our only two options of major political parties along with him with all of the apparatus and coverage that that holds so how do you get to like boring or other politics so that we don't have to well, let me ask you at the conclusion of this trial, this speedy trial, um, if he is prosecuted, right? Like if it is, it is found in favor of the prosecution, is he allowed to be president? Yep. Okay. So then, all right. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Then what's going on? Like, what, like, you know what I mean? Then, who, then really who cares? Like, like, I mean that, that to me is almost like, yeah. Okay. So what is it, what is it going to change? What's going to change here? Like, why are we spending this, these, these eyeballs on some, like, okay. So what if he definitely is tried and convicted of doing that? Like, like he definitely fucked it up and overturned the election. And you're telling me that from a jail cell, he can run this fucking country. Then yeah, you're right. He's going to codify things to make sure that everybody after him does that. Like, what is that? Like, Well, for me, that goes back to my original take on this indictment, which is I think this matters existentially to voters and 
certainly not to diehard liberals like me or rock solid conservatives who are following Trump. Like I'm not going to change my mind. They're not going to change their mind. Uh, we know that, but there are a whole lot of people who are fucking checked out and thinking, yeah, maybe I'm just going to sit this one out. I fucking hate all of this and I don't like the noise, but I would hope if this is true, if we get through a trial and the case is proven again, I'm trying very hard to keep what I believe in my heart, which is that if you're arrested for or accused of or charged for a crime, that does not mean that you're guilty. And I've long held the position and will continue to my last breath that I would rather a dozen guilty people go free than one innocent person ends up in jail. Mm-hmm. Like full stop. Like that's one of the hallmarks of our system is that we place a very high burden on the idea of taking away somebody's liberty. And mm-hmm. so no matter how I feel about Trump and I have no secret, I am as blue as they come. Uh, I still am not prejudging that all of the allegations in this indictment are true. Sure. You know, I know that he gave a speech on January 6th that caused people to riot and that he posted further social media posts that kept them storming the Capitol. He didn't march down to the Capitol. So like that part of it, what the fuck ever. But for this conspiracy, if somebody is sort of like independent minded and flips back and forth or often sits one out, I would hope that they care enough about democracy itself about the right to have a voice heard that they wouldn't want to usher in an end to that and to bring us into a one-party authoritarian system because you know the rabbit hole gets pretty dark on some of this and there would be nothing stopping a an empowered and reelected GOP that tried to overturn the election from holding that all democrats are enemy combatants Mm-hmm. And finding that it's illegal to be a Democrat and just shutting the party down, sending all the Democrats home from Congress, using the insurrection laws, um, bringing the military down on it. Like you can really go down a rabbit hole that if somebody's willing to overturn an election through a deep conspiracy to hold on to power at any cost, they really don't care about democracy. They just care about winning at all costs. And so my hope, if this trial is speedy, and you know isn't still going on in february of 2026 or whatever and the case is proven that enough people will show up to avert that kind of constitutional crisis to get us back to boring politics and fighting over issues and not talking to each other at a dinner table mm-hmm. because i think that's far more important yeah it is more important and i i think that might be part of if we're not if if this is not actually changing his eligibility for the presidency, then, then to me, that is, that's what's feeding the, like the whole signal to noise ratio thing that I talked about is like, we might have worn out a lot of people already. Right. Like, but with some of the seemingly more frivolous and again, you know, you should be prosecuted if you broke the law. Got it. But like, you know, but like if we've already worn out the Trump cycle so much and you've already checked a bunch of people out because you didn't wait for the thing that mattered more, you know what I mean? And you didn't fucking wear everybody down to a nub, then then I think maybe the sin is gone, right? Like, I think it's already done. Like, you've already gotten those people. You're right. Like, I, 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 I think that if this is that and, you know, then then, yeah, but I... As somebody who listens to this stuff a lot more than 
other people like that I've met and talked to and you know because you talk to a lot of people not just your blue friends right like right. you talk to a lot of people and you know that there's a lot of people who listen even less than I do and I'm fucking dumb when it comes to politics but like I, like there's people that are far less interested in this than I am that have checked out long before I did right and it's not just because we have a podcast it's because like you know like I I I am I am here because I I do genuinely want to know what the 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 real is right and I am fatigued. I am fatigued in a way that like I don't even I can't even articulate anymore. Like I'm fatigued about it, and that's a problem, right? Like that's a problem. Like I think that has pushed so many people out there that like how do you win now? How do you get people back? Because you've already blown it, right? Like you just that boy who cried wolf thing. Like in a matter of speaking, right? Like it's not that it wasn't a wolf every time it's just that like you've already yelled so much like just people are tuned out like they're just not listening i I do want people to listen i do want people to engage i really do you know that and you know that that has been like on my podium that's what i say like i want respectful positive discourse with people but discourse is that right like it is it is this dialogue that should be happening that's not happening um and so i i feel like it is that like i i i cannot imagine if i have felt the way that i do about this and i had a head full of misinformation about this like i do how many more people beyond me have exactly that by now and years and years of 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 slapping trump around like I, like how many more people than me already feel exactly the way that i do and already did years ago right that are already done they just don't want to hear about it anymore it's just fucking stop you know and that's the that's the break point if we learn anything if we have the ability to learn anything if we have the opportunity to learn anything right like isn't that what we should be thinking about right is like you just you gotta you're <laughs> if you come for the king you better not miss but you don't get to come for the king every fucking week because at some point nobody even listens right like nobody cares anymore that's the thing that I, I i am i am pushing on that's the thing i've always been upset about like it's just when it becomes a whining right like it's just not anything that anybody listens to anymore um you have to save your breath for that stuff right as somebody who talks every single week way too much and records it on a podcast and pushes it out to other people's eardrums you know it's obviously the height of irony for me to say that but like you know what i mean like you have to save your words like you have to save it for when it matters like you can't just keep saying trump bad over and over again because people are like yeah yeah that's what you're gonna say anyway and like now we're talking about some hinky ass shit like some fucking straight up we are taking one of the founding principles of being an american citizen away from you and we're just gonna blow that smoke in your stupid face right like that's what we're talking about that's what he's actually being potentially convicted of right and people are just like yeah i don't know whatever i get it you don't like trump like they're not even listening right like i'm barely listening like i'm barely listening i'm sitting here having a podcast with you one of the most intellectually gifted people i've ever met on this planet and that is a very well reasoned ability to talk through politics and be able to bring it to the people and I can barely fucking hear anything other than Trump bad, right? Like, so what do you think most of the country is doing right now, right? Like, that sucks. Doesn't that suck? Like, that's that's what sucks. I think it sucks. I think it's hard to stomach the idea that the blame is placed on the opponents, because if not the opponents, then who? You know, if I shift to my pet issue, the fact that the planet is melting to a fucking burnt marshmallow right before our eyes 
it's another place where a lot of people have checked out. And some of it is because it's so fucking catastrophically overwhelming that what the fuck do you do? You're going to rinse out your bottles and throw them in the recycling and to ship them off uh, to the same goddamn Chinese landfills that all the rest of your trash is going and feel better about yourself. going to clip those little six pack containers so the seagulls don't get their legs caught and the sea turtles are okay. Because let me tell you, the sea turtles are not okay. The sea turtles are fucking soup. They're done. There are no more sea turtles. The ice caps are melting. The forests are burning. It's been 110 degrees every day, everywhere in the world. Like everything is broken all at Mm -hmm. once. And your fucking bottle is not going to fix any of it. So it can be really hard to not say, fuck it. Like uh, what else am I going to do? Like I can't solve this. This problem is too big for me. And Mm -hmm. I think in this, it is a really hard problem because you are trying to reach those moderate minded people like you, like you are trying to look at issues and you fall somewhere in the cracks on a lot of them. And Mm -hmm. you're not a low information voter by any stretch, but you don't buy what anybody is selling, right? Like you just want to read the facts. You want to understand what the fuck's going on and move on with your life without having to pour over a 45 page indictment and read paragraph for paragraph what the fuck's going on. Like you just want to maybe tune into a debate and figure out who's saying what and what the issues are and do the best you can in November and then move on. And so that is an overwhelming challenge. Like all of this, uh, the idea that we're trying to steal democracy is a pretty big fucking red flag. Um, And so are all of the other crimes. I think the prosecutor here specifically pulling apart from the 24 hour news cycle and pulling apart from the fact that we're all terminally online and can't get away from the algorithms that are going to give us this shit. Whether you're following a bunch of right wing people, a bunch of left wing people, like you're not going to get away from it because it makes you angry and frustrated and exhausted. And that means that your eyeballs are sitting just ever so slightly more on those posts. And so the algorithm is saying, great, give them more of that until your feed is nothing but Trump bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what's happening behind the scenes. Jack Smith gave a three minute press conference. Like that is the model. And in three minutes explained exactly what the problem was, why we were here, what we were doing. And I think we all could learn a lesson from that. Mm-hmm. And here, there actually is something that we can do, right? Like we can see what the trial shows and if true, and you're not a fan of losing democracy, vote for the other guy, no matter how much you don't like that other guy, at least you'll get a chance to vote for somebody else in four years, right? Like that's sure. really at the end of the day, that's it. And I think that's the message and it's an important one, but I totally agree. It's hard to not just be exhausted from this constant beatdown from all sources of media. And I don't think that you can hang that albatross on them when there are actual real crimes at such a high velocity that there's some very adept political maneuvering when you've got one political operator who's so consistently fucking terrible in ways that other politicians that we haven't agreed with have not been. And so it's almost normalizing it by saying, well, you know, just obviously they just don't like me because look, every day they're coming up with a new crime, which 
sort of buries the fact that that's because every day there is a new crime to come up with. And, uh, you know, it's it's a real sensation and it is a challenge for anybody who thinks that some bad shit is going down to get that message across and to get it above the noise. But it's also an unfair characterization to blame the person pointing out the crimes rather than the person doing them. Yeah, I, I will. I will point out to the part of the exhaustion about that is also the lack of teeth in the D2 thing of the tiger, because we're also talking about this now being the third and it's not just the third. It's just the third that we've talked about so far. Right. Because there's the third indictment, um, but the third pillar of, you know, attacking this guy. And we're saying that at the end of this thing, if he has been fully convicted of all this shit, he could still run the country. And people who are actually convicted of of crimes in this country are not allowed to vote right like they're not allowed to cast a ballot in some states that's correct right and he like, could lose his right to vote he could not be able to vote for himself but he can still be elected right dude like you see like like what i'm saying <laughs> that is our concern dude <laughs> like i'm what i'm saying here is like this this the stakes to me are so weak and low <laughs> about this thing other than just getting voters right like to just say these people who have already been checked out because of okay whatever it's the news cycle it's that trump is just awful it's whatever you want to call it they're checked out anyway it doesn't even matter anymore because here we are in 2023 and most of them don't listen right like everybody's already made their decision they've already cast their ballot which is either i'm not going to show up at the polls or i always was going to vote for the person i was going to vote for four years ago so like that's where we're at anyway now so like it's 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 awful it's awful that we actually for somebody who has committed this many crimes would still be able to waltz back in and be part of the legislative process of passing new laws when he's broken so many of his own right like i mean isn't that fucking crazy man isn't that crazy pants isn't that the worst thing you've ever heard like i mean i I don't know like some of it to me is like I've naively thought, and if I think, if I think this, I bet you there's got to be another human being on this planet that thinks that, that like at the end of this, that they're actually trying to make it so that he is incapable of running for president. Right. But if he can still do that at the end of this and nobody's really listening anyway, then wow, the taxpayer dollars here, right? Like, wow, the amount of engagement and eyeballs that are going into this thing. Like that's scarier still. Like I would want this to actually be, have real stakes. I would want him to actually potentially not be able to be president if he is convicted, right? Like, because overturning an election specifically that would prohibit other people from choosing who leads the, the country seems like one of those types of offenses that would stop him from being the person elected, right? Like it seems like the kind of thing, like it's like, Hey, you were a doctor and you were selling drugs on the side. You no longer get to have a medical license, right? Because you were, right. right. Like there's like things where if you've done this thing, right? Like then we don't want you around things that are like that anymore because you know, you're not really to be trusted around the pills anymore because you know, <laughs> check it out like you know what i'm saying like like so it is it is mind-blowing to me to hear that like it's 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 like like there's again you know being extremely dumb about politics in so many different ways i feel like that's like that was just table stakes to me the fact that this guy could still be running the country from a jail cell is nauseating you don't have to be alive to be elected president 
You need only be a natural born citizen of the United States, be at least 35 years old and have been a resident of the country for 14 years. That's it. And the Supreme Court has pulled down on this previously that that is it. Um, Now, there are actually constitutional amendments that you can be removed from office for being unfit and your cabinet can come together and the Senate can pull you out if you're incompetent, but you can still get into office. So like they can only do that afterwards. So theoretically, like you could be elected, be mentally incompetent because, uh, you know, maybe you had like a worse stroke than John Fetterman and like you're cognitively lost instead of just like verbally and your brain's not there and you are a quadriplegic in a medically induced coma win the presidency and end up sworn in by proxy. Like, so the prison thing is kind of low stakes on all of this. Like that's that's, crazy. I think, you know, and the amendments dealing with the, you know, the 22nd amendment or whichever one it is, uh, one of them is about booze and one is about taking somebody out of office. 22nd, 24th, they're up there, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of not quite renting a car, definitely drinking a little too much up there in the 20s. Um, They amended the Constitution to figure that shit out, right? Like they started saying, hey, this guy is pretty old and sick. Like, what if um, he can't talk anymore, actually do president stuff? Oh, yeah, we should probably amend the Constitution and fucking make sure that we've got something in place to make sure that we don't have a child in the office who can't wipe their own butt, like not a great look for the presidency. But the constitution is clear on the requirements for elected office. And so we have not amended the constitution. I'm not sure that we could offer an amendment that counteracted the basic requirements for office. So you could have somebody elected and, the very next day their party plugs them out or, you know, they're impeached for very good and just reasons. Like he just went on a murder spree and the serial killer admitted to all of his serial killing and was elected president. You probably have some wide bipartisan support in some environments to impeach and remove like the next day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can get in. I mean, those are not the stakes. Like we can't convict somebody of a crime and make them not, president or not run and i think maybe the founders just sort of lacked the imagination and said "Mm, that's really not gonna come up is it like (laughs) come on everybody who's president like is definitely gonna be cool right like i mean they're not gonna be in prison at the time like what who would even vote for a criminal like guys right right so Yeah, no, our country is a fucking wild place. It is a wild place, dude. It is a wild place. And this has probably been our most in-depth political conversation ever. Absolutely. I I really wish you just would have finished Somerville so we could have talked about that, dude. Like, it's uh, it's just, you've disappointed me here. I don't don't know why you didn't do that. the podcast equivalent of Winona Earp. (laughs) <laughs> I thought we did a little better than when on our update. We did. We, just, we did just way, because we way couldn't better. be any worse. We did way better. Now, I, the one thing that I really want to end on is you and I often have really good political discussions off the air, and we unpack issues where we agree fervently, where we disagree substantially. And I think both of us have 
always held very close to our hearts, not with each other, because we can talk to each other about anything, anytime, regardless of where we fall without friction, but everyone else who we approach in life, trying to meet them where they are and trying to mm-hmm. just have a conversation and being willing to listen and to open your ears instead of just your mouth. And this is probably one of the most polarizing issues that we have in our time. You know, my environment issue, like I don't leave a lot of room for disagreement because uh, fucking just walk outside and come, come back to me when you need a glass of water. Mm -hmm. But like, I want this to be a model. I want other people to be able to have these conversations wherever they fall and not just go on X and just get that feedback loop of everybody they agree with. And when they get the one post that comes from somebody, they don't shit post the hell out of it and turn off. Right. Or hide it or whatever they do or delete that person from their feed or whatever, whatever stops discourse. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I very much agree with that. I think people should be meeting uh, other people where they are. And, and yes, and close your mouth, open your ears is, is good advice everywhere. It's certainly good for something this polarizing, right? Like there's a reason that people loved Trump, right? There's a reason that people have loved Obama. There's reasons for that. Find out why. Like there's a reason, right? Like there was a reason for that and sometimes those reasons are dumb like but it, you should know that before you have just say well that's not what i believe in so i'm going to be shitty to the other person you know that that has been the worst part for for all of this stuff um yeah i'm uh, i'm with you i'm with you so uh anyway when we uh run on a ticket together i think that'll be uh that'll be a great 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 place for us to to, to start our political uh i aspirations. love that uh, that sounds like uh something i'm going to leave to barbie and uh, head to the beach yes absolutely yes so can we commit to actually doing beach stuff by next week can we can we can we adorn in pink by this time next week do you think yes uh, let's convene off air and have a fully committed interscription teardown of the barbie movie i cannot wait cannot wait all right we'll see you all later all right bye all